here are some ways to tell your girl that you're ready to bone down. Oh my gosh. <clears throat> <laughs> I, I guess not ways to ask your, your girl to bone down and just ways to explain what you're going to do. Bump uglies. Netflix and chill, right? We know okay. those. Heard that one. Uber eat and get that meat. <laughs> Hulu wow. Hulu and do you. Oh my gosh. Uh HBO and make you owe. <laughs> <laughs> Blockbuster and cockbust her. Oh no. <laughs> the ship and dip. Oh no. The wine and dine. Crack okay. your back, no heart attack. Oh my god. The pin you down right around. The Lazy Cowboys Country Dance. <laughs> oh, man. The Geek Peak. What? The Nerdy Gertie. <laughs> oh, my gosh. The Downward Doggy Make You Soggy. <laughs> what? <laughs> this is for all you Valve fans. <laughs> the Steam and Cream. <laughs> oh, my gosh. The Anime and Sexy Play. Oh, Gilmore Girls and Make You Twirl. <laughs> You're too cute in your birthday suit. <laughs> I like that last one. It's cute. It's cute. <laughs> <laughs> These are all things I told my wife yesterday. I'm sure that she that loved that. that. It went really well. It made her... She wasn't having a super great day. And it helped her have a better one. (laughs) (laughs) As long as it makes you smile is what matters. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Welcome to Talk to the Nerd, a podcast about the hobbies your heart most desires. My name is Ryan Hall. And my name is Richard Lasko. Welcome to part two of our uh, behind the scenes and discussions episode. We should really have a label for this. Like when we do episodes uh, about this. Sure, why not? You know, because like the Adventure Zone, they do the the Adventure Zone Zone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we should totally do it because we're not going to call it the behind the scenes and discussions episode because we've put it into two parts now. Yeah. And we yeah. can't do R&R relax and recuperate because we already have our patreon series r and r yeah so we screwed ourselves in the foot yeah well what what name do you guys think we should go with email us yeah discussion questions <laughs> <laughs> all right so let's go what what a what a yeah email. let's, let's, let's jump, right jump right in, in. yeah you no. guys just listened to the first part of this so we'll just jump right in <laughs> Do you do you want to ask me the questions, or do you just want me to go through them? Uh, you read one, and then I'll read one. Okay, sure. Do you have it on on your phone? No. Pull it up on your phone. I can't. Uh, okay. Why not? You don't have access to the email. Well, I might be able to now. Uh, this first one is from Trevin. Uh, it was our very first discussion submission 
from January 12th. We've been holding on to this one for a while. <laughs> yeah. Don't think we haven't read it. We we, we got you. <laughs> uh, this one's for Trevin. As y'all have discussed before about Critical Role, Matthew Mercer has talked about when he does, he w- when he when he dies, he wishes to be made into dice, which we did talk about. Uh, it's during the Exandria Unlimited wrap-up episode, and it had me wondering if those would become the most sought-after dice. I mean, many people have found their love of D&D from him, and due to his character, he is loved by all. So his remains into dice would be considered a holy relic in the D&D community. Just words of thought. 100% agree, Trevin. I, if I ever got my hands on some Matthew Mercer dice after he died... Oh my gosh. It would be incredible. Yeah, so we've kind of covered this question yeah, in one of the episodes. A little bit. So like we'll just dive through it real quick. Yeah, I agree that they'd probably be one of the most expensive, sought after, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. the people that if they were sold, I, my I've said this before, I think they would go probably go on auction, probably yeah. for charity, and yeah. probably for hundreds of thousands of dollars yeah. easily. Like there would be people, th- those <laughs> few critters that can afford it would be those few critters. Man, you do sound it. old. <laughs> those few critters they're called critters okay what are critical role fans they're called critters oh they're, they're called critters they're, they're the oh. critters they're the fans just like fan base okay. names it's a fan base name they're, they're called critters oh cool didn't know that critical role crit role crit critters Shh, yeah i get it anyway i'm not that blonde yeah i i think they would be i think they'd be very sought after i think that they'd be like super prized as like god tier dice like, oh yeah oh oh yeah Matthew mercer is one of the most well-known dms among any anyone who's like a huge like dnd nerd no, has heard of matthew mercer and a lot of people praise him as one of the highest one yep. of the one up there i was listening to my brother my brother me today and it was like you know you know little, their little gary guy Gags, little <laughs> nephew little tiny matt mercer <laughs> but yeah no i i i think yeah, I don't think I agreed with you when we made the episode, but I could definitely see more of that charity and lots of money concerning that. Yeah. Yeah, I could see it. I could see it easily. Yeah. I think it's out there. All right. Uh, let's, I'll read this one. Uh, this is from Dan. Thank you. My dad. It's my dad. Thank you. Um, Hi, dad. This was January 13th, so we go way back still. Still way back You're going to have to go over this over points. and we'll... Yes, <laughs> one at a time. Okay, okay So this okay, was okay. our multidimensional episode. Yes. And this one was, uh, oh, oh, shoot. It's our most listened to episode, actually. Dolphin Prostitution. <laughs> is the name of the episode. <laughs> uh, okay. So, Dan, you, you like came out right out the gate. Y'all missed so much. So much negative energy. Right there, right off the bat. Uh, one. Could every planet have a Heimdall? Heimdall, uh, from Thor, the all-seeing person who was able to see through, you know, planets and space and stuff. Um, strike one. That was strike one. So let me. Okay. That, that's an interesting thought. Heimdall. Every planet having its own Heimdall. Yeah, it would be interesting. I think that. Except, no. It would be like interdimensional. Uh, Where's Earth's Heimdall? It would be like interdimensional. Uh, what is it? Uh. <laughs> brain uh interdimensional telephones but like people oh my gosh <laughs> like switch hey how's earth going oh man uh, <laughs> we got so much going on over here right now how's mars oh mars is dead damn <laughs> that'd be interesting i think that would call co- that would be a lot because heimdall can already see everything going on in the universe 
It'd be a lot, dude. Uh, number two, King Shark. Great opportunity to bring him in. Strike two. I mean, yeah, but I went a very different direction. <laughs> yes. You uh, want war? <laughs> King Shark. You'll get war. <laughs> and number three. Don't you think that the orcs and hobgoblins, especially being a warlike race, would want to conquer? They would be your constant problems. They wouldn't start with halflings and gnomes. The humans, and maybe even elves, would intervene and push them back in the name of balance. They would start with halflings and gnomes. Strike three. Although I did appreciate your take on the grains. I don't know what he means by grains. It might be a typo. Uh, If it is, let us know. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So I I do think Sent that orcs and hobgoblins. <laughs> okay, so like this is this interesting thing that like orcs and hobgoblins are so commonly uh, seen as oh they're warlike yeah they're fire, la la la. I think that honestly I think that they'd probably be more fighting amongst themselves first. Yeah. So for one, I think that people would be also, like also also they would be hired before they started having war with anybody. Right. They'd be hired by a evil or greater being than them. We saw yeah. that in Lord of the Rings. The orcs didn't go to war with them. Sauron did. Not, not on did. their own. Like, not they on their care. own. Meat's back on the menu, boys! Yeah, like, I, I don't know. I also think this is very tropey. I feel like it's very, yeah. uh, like, people just assume, oh, these guys are, are messy or evil or whatever. We've it's evolved. like, no, they're just... We've evolved. I'm posting a picture with this episode... Okay, first off, I have to show this picture. This would is what Emmeline would look like if she did CrossFit. And I'm sorry, this is Dommy Mommy. Oh my gosh. This this is Wow. That is that is an orc oh to toned, muscled, and ready yeah. to rumble. But even more so, this picture, the one I'm posting, makes my heart happy. It is That's an orc. Adorable. It's in here. You can yeah. Now, have you seen the... It's an orc father playing with his children, and it just... It's cute. It looks Makes my heart cute. happy, and it gives a whole different perspective to, like, orcs. I think... Uh, here's, here's what I kind of... If we wanted to relate this to real life, I feel like a good example would be um, Native Americans. Like, they were seen as really? savages or attack... Like, people saw them as... When they first came to America... Now, I, let me make this very, very, very clear. Oh, boy. Here we go. I don't think that this is what really was going on, and so hear me out. People saw them as savages, as brutal, as as like they were just they needed to be civilized. They needed to be taught civilization, and so they were oppressed because people thought that they needed that. Because but no, of colonization. Most of the Native Americans were super chill. They were really relaxed. They were like just living their lives, and then they people didn't came want in. interference because they came in and said, "Hey." This is ours. You're going to convert. Blah 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 blah. Yeah, and just and it, it just got messy. Real quick. History is history. History is messy. I do not condone. In that. fact, I condemn Christopher Columbus for his actions. I'll say so, that here. I'll say that now. Um, but kind of um in a in a different vein, uh, if you've seen the Aragon series, uh, the Inheritance series is name of series. Seen or red? Red, red. It would be red. <laughs> You're um, about to piss a lot of people off. No, red. Oh. Uh. <laughs> I, and I, I mean, seen as in, like, have you seen their their story? Do you know anything about yeah, yeah, them? Yeah, yeah, I have not read the books personally. Um, one of the race in this group is called the Urgles. They're basically a uh, warlike yeah. nation. 
The problem is that there's a difference of perspective. Yep. The, all the humans see is these these savage creatures that are just brutally fighting and beating them up and wanting to hurt them, and that wasn't the case. That wasn't the that wasn't really what was going on. They just yes, they were a warlike series because that was their culture was fighting and and like combat and just that was what they were used to. That was what they were doing. They just wanted to fight. Right. Um, but they fought because they were like. One, they enjoyed it, but two, it was like this is how we gain or like show our strength is by fighting. Yep. And so they that was just their culture. They fought each other. They fought like inner in between the tribes, and uh, so the humans would see that and think, oh, they're just monsters. They're brutal monsters just that are just terrible, out, like, killing each savages. other, and killing us. And it's like no, that was just the way that they saw saw things. But at the same time. The humans would go in and exterminate entire Urgo villages. Right, right. And yet the humans were just like, oh, well, we're the best. And it's like, no, you're you're just, no. It's, it's yeah. So yeah. anyway, I just, mm, mm. Yep. So I, I, I kind of had this problem when you, when you start talking about the orcs and the hobgoblins. Like, I'm sorry, Dan, but come on. Like, they're not just warlock. Warlike for the sake of being warlike. There's they're usually not, a reason. They're not warlocks. <laughs> they're also, some of them might be, but... Uh, Oh, an so orc anyway, warlock would be so cool. That'd be fun. Be, I think that would be a dark, depending on the direction you go, it'd be pretty dark. I think, any, I mean, anything in the dark warlock. Based off of what the orc gods are, it'd be... So that's my whew. complaint against, like, not complaint, yeah. but, like, that's my counter-argument here is they're just as warlike as humans. I, I think, arguably, humans are more warlike. And if you look at whatever, like, it just, it, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 For so sure, that was your question. Sure. Thank you, though. I do appreciate your Portal War question. Next one here is from Rosin. Uh, this one is from our Dragon Fetus episode. Sup, nerds? Just want to interject that Dragon Dung Fertilizer is definitely a thing in the Harry Potter universe. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, I don't know it as well as you do, so I would like an explanation on that. Uh, I don't. Rem- I honestly don't remember much. I, 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 they probably throw it in there. But, like, I don't know. I don't think about it. <laughs> Can we get our research team on it? Yeah. We'll be right back after these messages. Do you have toaster problems? Is your oven on fire? Does your refrigerator like to run even though it's unplugged? Well, too bad. I can't help. I'm a data analyst. Uh, so we're going to jump into the next question. <laughs> Uh, while our research team is still doing their research. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Okay, so, okay, research team has got it. Dragon dung. Basically, like, there's someone who makes a joke about it and about it being a fertilizer from Norway, but I can't find a solid... Oh, okay. Yeah, and it's, like, the one thing that I'm really seeing, I'd have to scroll through, like, 30 pages to find the actual line. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, thanks, research team, for uh, checking that out for us. Yeah. Uh, Let's go into the next discussion question. All right, you can take this one. Okay. This one is from our friendly neighbor, Tiberius. So I was listening to a couple of your podcasts, and one that was really interesting was if you could add a new race, I believe, to D&D, one thing I was thinking about was that there should be more variants to humans. Like, if you think about it, we could form today to really easily, or we don't at all, and we kind of, wow. Okay. Hey, Tiberius, I love you, dude. This is a hard, 
<laughs> this is hard to read, my guy. I'm just going to read it word for word, and then we'll, go, we'll, we'll pick it apart. So I was listening to a couple of your podcasts, and one that was really interesting was if you could add a new race, I believe, to D&D. One thing I was thinking about, I think there should be more variants to humans. Like, if you think about it, we're very, we conform today to really easily, or we don't at all, and we kind of conform to us, so you would... <laughs> think like okay desert folks would have you know a possibility to you know resistance to fire where like the mountain tier people you know can have resistance to cold or you know something fancy upon that i would like to see more variants of like humans kind of thing for my next response in the second one oh we'll get into that after we answer this one um okay so variants to humans so mountain people say, okay, okay, so I, I get it. So it's like how we have wood elves and drows yeah. and high elves. Mm-hmm. He's thinking, what if we had human variants, one that people that did live in the woods or the mountains or the desert kind of thing. Um, yeah. My first thought was Avatar, um, yeah. The Last Airbender, where we saw different places and different ways that people adapted to their surroundings. Yes, uh, definitely. Like there's... I- uh, but I think you have the ability to do that with the variant human feet stuff anyway. So, yeah. uh, but at the same time, like, I think we're getting bogged down by the rule set a little yeah. bit. Yeah. And I think that there's the always, you can always role play that out or mm-hmm. like have that already. I, I think, uh, sorry, I'm interrupting. Go ahead. No, I, I just think that like, as a, as a DM, like you should be involving that in your story yeah. anyway. Like if you, if that's what you want, right? Like it, it depends on, on that. I think the fun thing about fantasy is like they, I don't know, they kind of like create, that's partly why the races exist mm-hmm. is you're like, instead of just being humans, you're also, you're now being able to, oh, well they're mountain people, well, they're dwarves, right? Instead of just mountain people, they're dwarves right, right. or forest people, oh, they're elves or, or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, if you want to go down that direction, then we'd have a variance for every tiefling ones that live near the water, ones that lived in the mountains or deserts, like I think that should be part of your background. And with Mordekainen's Multiversal Monsters and Tasha's um, Colgen of Everything. Yeah. um, That came out and basically said, hey, take three points and put them wherever you think your character should be. Giving us a... Well, I don't agree completely with that method. I do actually like it for the fact of creating your character to fit what you want. Yes. With your background. So let's say you have an orc, but he was raised in the woods by halflings. Yeah. And so he has a very kind, sweet nature. He didn't build up his strength like the other orcs. So you're not going to put that extra into his constitution of strength. You're going to put that into his wisdom or his yeah, charisma. That makes sense. You know, like, uh, and I, I, I love the flexibility of that. That's, that's where you have a discussion with your DM on your variants. So like human, if you put like you, the old one was, you put one into everything, but now it's just take three points, put two in one and one in the other, or just three spread out. So now we have the ability to have variants with anything. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. And so, I, like I mean, I, I say that because he was very book based on his question. Yes. And that's a book based answer that I think helps explain where we're coming from. Yeah. 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 But but it, I I I agree that like I think it'd be fun and I think that as a as a player and as a DM you can always communicate that clearly to each other and and if that's something you want do it I think it's fun. Yep yep yep. 
Uh, his second part to this um, was for my next response in the second one, Spider-Man's able to stick to anything wherever he wants. However, most of the time when you see him, either in video games or comics or even in movies, he seems to be hanging from a web upside down. Can you go into more detail about that? So some of this is like, I don't have a concrete answer. I haven't done and like seen where creators, authors, artists have said anything about it but my speculation is basically theming um because he he is a spider based hero and spiders uh-huh. hang upside down they wanted him to feel more spider-like mm-hmm. so they had him also hang upside down i think it also adds to his like positive nature because it's almost it's not goofy goofy but it's like yeah it's almost comedic it's mm-hmm. like it puts this spin on it that's not like threatening or menacing but also kind of threatening and menacing it's the weird like mix of the two mm-hmm. Where it is I never saw goofy. it as threatening, menacing. It's when he's not hanging upside down or just chilling that I'm worried about how depressed he is in the moment. <laughs> if he's hanging upside down, I'm like, he's in a good mood. He's happy. Yeah, yeah, he's, I agree with that. You know? Yeah. So. I don't know. I, I just, I feel like it's theming on the idea of like, he's a spider person. Yeah. His, his power set is based around spiders. So it just makes sense to me. Yep. And I, I'm sure it was fun for comic artists to do as well. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of puts a spin on like this is not just a person being a, a hero. This is a spider yeah. hero. Like we talked theme, about Spider so. Gwen, sometimes an author wants to do fun things or lazy things, and that's the reason for like now, again, huge story things. I don't know if that's right the case or not, but that would be my best guess. That's my speculation. It's just, <laughs> I mean, it's just part of his character, and at this point, it's just part of his character. It's yeah. just who he is. So I, I think that, yeah. It's just it's uh, it's also might be a matter of convenience for part of it. He, also, with his athletic ability with the spider powers, I think it just it fits. It makes sense. He can do it. Yeah. A lot of people couldn't necessarily do that, but he's able to because of his powers. Yep. So it, it just works. Yep. 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 So. And that was from our episode. I'm gonna put this here and just chill. <laughs> yes. Uh, so we have from the ideal superhero episode. I don't remember the name of that. Um, we have another question from that episode where we talked about what our hero ideal would be. Um, this came in from our friend Anthony. Uh, yeah, he's got friend of the show. Thank you. Um, he has two answers here. He thinks he said, he says, I think I would be Colossus strong, but wise kind, but lawful. The only thing that may separate me is my supreme desire for vengeance when angry. Uh, but I'm not <laughs> sure who else would fit with that. Um, I like this. I, I think Colossus is one of those fun characters. Colossus, if you don't know, is an X-Man who had the ability to turn his body into a steel-like material. And he also had supreme strength and things like that. But the the metal skin gave him a lot of protection from... Uh, and not just skin, like muscle, yeah. everything. Like he was fully uh, metal. And it helped him to... Uh, be a he was he was really good he was really 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 good this one was uh, he's asking uh in reference to episode 15 there you go you get hard (laughs) (laughs) um which the suggested talkie points for was blackmail not used for blackmail pressure thighs for days and i don't have anger issues yeah (laughs) so and then he also follows up p.s if i was a villain i'd be red guardian for obvious reasons arguably he's a hero I'm just going to argue that. I'll leave it out there. I'm not going to discuss it. Arguably, he's a hero. I'll believe that he was squared off with Captain America until I see otherwise. Yeah. I'm, I'm a Red Guardian fan through and through. Yeah, he was a very fun character. <laughs> I liked him a lot. I love that they used the actor from uh, Stranger Things. 
Um, yes. He's such a good actor. He's yeah. so fun. He was he was very good. Oh my gosh. He was very, very fun. Okay, small break. I'm excited for the next season of Stranger Things. I don't know if you're caught up. You need to be. I'm not. They used separate worlds um, by Journey for their trailer. Okay. Except they orchestrated it oh, like they turned gosh. it into orchestra and they made it so powerful oh it gave me chills and they're using another D monster to describe the new villain <laughs> they've okay. already they've done the demogorgon they've done the mind flare yeah and now it's a lich oh dang yeah okay interesting and he looks freaking as they say in the show, bitchin'. Wow. Okay. He's, he's, okay. He scares me. Yeah. <laughs> he's because he's more human-like than anything. Oh, geez. He's a monster that's very human-like, yeah. and from the upside down, that is terrifying. Yeah. Gives credence to some kind of sentience. Um. But anyways, <clears throat> I like those, and uh, knowing Anthony, I can absolutely see Colossus and um and Red Guardian. And I Red can see Guardian. both. Yeah, for obvious reasons. <laughs> I see it. I see it. Uh, That's thank you. Awesome. Thank you for the the response there. All right, I think we have one more. Right. Yes. More this email? is from my friend Amanda. Hello, Amanda. Um, she actually sent us in our question about werewolves versus lycanthropy. Okay. Thank um, you. So she actually sent this in last night before this <laughs> recording. I was like, hey, we need some questions, and she's like, I got you. Based on the Dick Bone Dice episode. Okay. How did people first know that they could even harvest a dick bone? How did they find out it was there? Is it a sordid tale, a mythological standpoint? I'm curious. How did the first dick bone come to be found and harvested? Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, humans have an endless level of curiosity. <laughs> Um, my, uh, okay. So my guess would be they found one of a creature, a whale, whatever, washed up on shore and they decided, what is this thing? I want to dissect it. And as they dissected it, they found this bone would be my guess. Mm. Um, I don't really want to like think about the fact that they found this. You got to think about the fact that someone want to think about anything. Fast, so, someone, someone's job is to harvest animal procreation material. That is, that is someone's job, whether it be horses, endangered species, or whatever. Um. So, what? Nothing really surprises me anymore. I guess is what you I'm are saying. Audibly struggling right now. <laughs> it's a struggle. <laughs> I I just uh, but yeah I don't know like uh, I I also think it's funny to think about the fact that like everything first right what were the what was the first time that someone did X Y Z and anything you put there can be so <sighs> funny like why well I don't know why did they find the first dick how did they find this like why where was the first walrus and I've done some research found? on this question like just terrible thing to put in my search history just <laughs> history of dick bone <laughs> and i i there's i can't find much other than the fact that there's quite a few animals who have actual dick bones and humans don't yeah 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 and according to the theory of evolution it evolved away from us okay 
Yeah. I mean, either way, I don't, I don't know. One way or another, I don't know. But uh, yeah, I don't know <laughs> that. Yeah, there's not really an answer. I, I, like, let's speculate for a second. You're a whaler, or you're a um, fisherman, and you find this giant whale yep. floating up on the shore, or maybe you find it and kill it, and you're yep. like, oh, and you start harvesting its meat. Golly. You start cutting away. No, all right. We're moving on now. <laughs> We're moving on now. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, that is actually our last discussion question. But, hey, guys, we want to hear more stuff from you so we could do another one on episode 50. We want to hear more questions from our past episodes. We want more behind-the-scenes questions if you have yeah, them. Yeah, send us stuff, please. Yes. Like, we, we would love to have more questions. We absolutely want to do more. So just send us yes, any questions you have at it. all. Thank you so much. Our email is talktothenerd at gmail.com. That is talk, the number two, the nerd at gmail.com. And you can hit us up on any of our social medias as well. Throw a question into the comment section. Uh, comment into the comment section because that's what comments are for the comment section. <laughs> you can hit us up. Uh, DM us on Instagram, on Facebook, on YouTube. We won't see that one. And uh, <laughs> also, also check out our Patreon. Yeah. We only have one tier. We're looking to get some stickers eventually. We're working on this stuff. And so please know we've got cool things in the future. $5. That is it. Yeah. You did, like, like, like if you subscribe... For $5 a month, it's not going to even be a lot. You got so much else going on in your life that $5, what's that? But it's actually super impactful to us because that allows us to be able to open up more, to get stuff for our Patreons, to do more material for our Patreons, and eventually... If we uh, get to the point where we can. We have some crazy things in the future. So stay tuned for some of the cool things that we're looking forward to doing. Yes. Uh, Guys, we have so much planned and we're just really excited for you guys to see what we have in store for everyone. So just stay tuned and know that we've got stuff coming down the pipeline. We're very excited. Very, very excited. Uh, Make sure you leave us a, a, a review and five stars on whatever you're listening to. That would also help us and help get our name out there and shown. I would love for people to be listening to a podcast and it's like, here's a suggested podcast based off of what you listen to. And then they see our goofy fucking faces. And, uh, yeah, that'd be, that'd be really cool. That would be cool. (laughs) That would be cool. So anyway, uh, yeah. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. We'll wrap it up now. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for telling me how to do my job. You're welcome. Yeah. Someone's got to. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh that inside joke is a deep cut <laughs> golly thank you everyone for listening again as always my name is Ryan Hall and my name is Richard Lasco come back next time so you too can talk to the nerd <laughs>